0: This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. We're going to get to some of the latest coronavirus news in the state in a moment. But first, there's big news this morning involving Pacific Gas and Electric. The utility giant has agreed to plead guilty to multiple counts of manslaughter and one count of unlawfully causing a fire. With more, here's the California Report's Lily Jamali. Hi, Lily.
2: Hi, Saul. Well, this settlement caps a year-long criminal investigation of P. Genie's role in the campfire by Butte County District Attorney Mike Ramsey and Attorney General Javier Becerra. As part of it, the utility will plead guilty to 84 counts of involuntary manslaughter and one count of unlawfully causing a fire. The official death count from the campfire, which leveled the town of Paradise, is 85. But a grand jury in Butte County investigated the case and found that one of those 85 people died by suicide, according to The Wall Street Journal. Now, as part of this deal, PG&E will also pay nearly $3.5 million dollars Campfire survivors I've been talking to this morning are expressing relief. They feel this brings some accountability for an experience that destroyed tens of thousands of lives.
0: Again, that's the California Report's Lily Jamali. As of this morning, there are reportedly 1,842 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in California, and 35 people have died from the virus. President Trump has activated the National Guard in three states and approved disaster declarations requested by their governors, including Gavin Newsom. This action will give them maximum flexibility to use the Guard against the virus without having to worry about costs or liability and freeing up state resources to protect the health and safety of the people in their state. The president also said California will get eight federal medical stations with 2,000 beds, and a U.S. Navy hospital ship is being sent from San Diego to Los Angeles to treat non-coronavirus patients. Increasing the number of treatment beds is all important because experts say there's a wave of COVID-19 patients coming. Over the weekend, Governor Newsom directed more than $42 million in emergency funding to California's healthcare system to prepare it. Part of that money will be used to lease a hospital in Daly City in Northern California and reopen a recently closed hospital here in LA. Together, they should add a thousand more hospital beds, but that likely still won't be nearly enough. So, what does the situation look like now for California hospitals preparing for a surge of coronavirus patients? To find out, I went to Martin Luther King Hospital in South Los Angeles. Outside the hospital's emergency entrance, where barriers were being set up to prepare for more patients, I talked to hospital vice president Jorge Reyno. How are you preparing for the coming hours, days, weeks when it comes to coronavirus? Like everybody
3: else, expecting that uh, that things are going to get worse in regards to the number of cases. And we do need to be very, very careful that we're going to meet the needs of this community.
0: Could you just give me some idea, as a big urban hospital like this one prepares for what's likely to come in terms of patient intake, what is happening inside those walls?
3: We're very busy. We're managing near our top, uh, the top of our capacity. Uh, we innovate uh, significantly in our ED.
0: ED being?
3: In the emergency department. And we've been doing so to find additional room, additional space uh, to meet the volume of patients in our community that, that need our help. Uh, but uh, we need to prepare for more than our capacity can, can sustain. And if necessary, uh, if it comes down to it, with, with, with fewer supplies. I mean, if there's a big
0: surge, do you have enough stuff Inside to deal with it? Do you have some more and and, uh, for now? Um, and
3: for now. We, can, we can handle some additional surge. But if, say for instance, I think we're in the same condition as every other hospital, probably in California, probably in the country, if uh, if we were to see massive uh, changes in, in a surge, it's likely that we'll fall short of some critical supplies. And so we're working actively to make sure that hopefully we can come up with some other solutions
0: and partners. I was talking to one of your colleagues earlier who said the hospital is actually starting to reach out to, to nail salons to, to, to ask them about face masks, is
3: that right? Well we're, we're reaching out, we're, we're asking our, our staff and everybody that we work with to be as creative as possible. Really? So any connections that we have, so whether it hardware stores, any other non-traditional source that we might be able to find, we will accommodate what we need to and we will take care of our community but um, we're gonna have to get really creative in terms of you know, where do we find the stuff that we've been relying on readily in the past.
0: Again, that was Jorge Reyno, president of Martin Luther King Hospital in South Los Angeles. Hospitals preparing for coronavirus patients are also making partnerships. At L.A.'s Martin Luther King, the Humanitarian Aid Group International Medical Corps, which usually operates in war and disaster zones abroad, has opened a field triage facility next to the hospital's emergency room. As workers assembled a huge tent, IMC's Margaret Traub told me how it'll be used
4: are anticipating with the surge of patients to do triage, treatment, screening, because we're anticipating there's going to be an overflow in the emergency department. Uh, and so this will help um, add additional space so that uh, doctors and nurses can maneuver.
0: And could you see it coming to a point where, you know, people are in this tent for days at a time?
4: Absolutely, this could end up being a treatment area, it could be a triage area, it could be an initial screening area, Uh, but patients could remain here for a while, so they will stay here as long as they need.
0: Um, Tell me about just the process of getting it up and running. I mean, IMC, International Medical Corps, moves really fast in, in areas all over the world. What did it take to get this up in South Los Angeles this quickly?
4: So International Medical Corps maintains these facilities in crates at FedEx in Memphis. We were able to ship it uh, on Wednesday night. It was here Thursday morning, first thing, and we had it over to the hospital and are assembling it here today. So we're able to mobilize them and deploy them and be operational anywhere in the world in 72 hours.
0: Is this kind of a picture of What's to come? I mean, do you think we're going to be seeing, whether whether it's through your organization or so many others, we're going to be seeing these pop up at hospitals all over the state and all over the country?
4: There's going to be more and more of this. So it's something you can expect to see. It's, it's something that's necessary really for many busy emergency departments to be able to handle the overflow.
0: That was Margaret Traub with the International Medical Corps, And finally, a lot of places in California over the weekend look like ghost towns as people sheltered in place. But not everywhere. And that has Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti angry. This weekend, we saw images of too many people crowding beaches or canyons beyond their capacity. Too many people, too close together, too often. The longer we do that, the more people will get sick and the more people will die. So, Los Angeles is cracking down. Starting today, the city will close beach parking lots and many common areas and parks. Marin County and Point Reyes National Seashore in Northern California have taken similar steps. This is not a vacation, people. That's the California Report for Monday, March 23rd, a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Be well, everybody, and stay inside.
1: Support for the California Report comes from California Earthquake Authority, urging Californians to prepare for the next damaging earthquake. Learn more at earthquakeauthority.com. Hint Water. Hint is water infused with fruit essences, including watermelon and blackberry. No sugar, no sweeteners, no calories. Available in grocery stores. Hint, mouth-watering water. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose Fund for Strategic Innovation supports transformative ideas that benefit humanity while protecting the natural world, recognizing, through science, the interdependence of all living systems.